This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, January 19th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. FDA beefs up food recalls. Stores may be identified. Military veterans get focus. Farm trades million jobs. And USDA RD staffs up. FDA tightens recall policy ahead of a hearing. Food and Drug Administration taking steps to protect consumers from tainted food by tightening its oversight of recalls. Ahead of a congressional hearing today, FDA announcing that it is releasing draft guidance that will speed the issuance of calls and spell out what should be in company warnings to consumers. The guidance also advises companies on when FDA would issue its own warnings to consumers. The guidance will apply to animal and human drugs as well as food. The release of the guidance follows a report issued last month by the Inspector General at the Department of Health and Human Services on FDA's food recall procedures. The IG report, which was based on a review of cases during the Obama administration, found deficiencies in FDA's oversight of recall initiation, its monitoring of recalls, and the agency's tracking of information. Before the investigation was completed, the investigators issued an early alert memo warning agency officials of the preliminary findings. Stores could be identified. In addition to issuing the guidance, FDA also is developing a new policy on what information the agency will disclose to consumers to help them identify recall food products. One step the agency says it could take is to start identifying the specific stores where recall products were sold. Our recall authorities and how we deploy them are a cornerstone of our vital consumer protection mission, and I take these obligations very seriously. That FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb. A House Energy and Commerce Subcommittee holding a hearing on FDA's recall procedures this morning. Ag issues lost in budget wrangling. These ongoing fights over funding the government are obscuring and probably delaying a resolution of a number of issues very important to agriculture. Those outstanding matters include new farm bill funding for cotton and dairy, a fix to the dispute over the new tax benefit for farm co-ops, and an extension of expired tax incentives for biodiesel and other biofuels. One source close to the budget negotiations thinks it could be March before Congress can act on a massive spending bill that would include all those provisions. That means it could be weeks before negotiations on these ag issues can get wrapped up. Watch for a tight Senate vote today to keep the government funded for a few more weeks. House Republicans pushed through a stopgap funding bill last night by a margin of 230 to 197. Eleven Republicans opposed the measure. Six Democrats, including House Ag Committee Ranking Democrat Colin Peterson, voted in favor. Military veterans and farmers, topic of Hill discussion. Also on Capitol Hill today, a bipartisan group of House members are hosting a discussion on the needs of military veterans who are trying to get into agriculture. Diane Kulo, who heads USDA's Office of Partnerships and Public Engagement, will participate in the discussion as well as representatives of the Small Business Administration and Department of Veterans Affairs. Military veterans also will be represented. The event will be live-streamed. Purdue heads to Arkansas. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue will be in Arkansas today. He'll be visiting a large grain and cotton farm and meeting with farm leaders and top state officials, including Governor Asa Hutchinson. 
Purdue will be touring a farm operated by Dal Brantley, who manages 10,000 acres of cotton, corn, rice, soybeans, and wheat. Brantley worked for the U.S. Department of Agriculture before returning to the family farm after he graduated from college. Ag trade benefits top $300 billion. U.S. farm exports support more than a million jobs and generate more than $300 billion in economic activity. That according to USDA economists. According to USDA's Economic Research Service, the $134.6 billion in farm exports in 2016, that's the latest year for which figures are available, generated $172.1 billion in additional economic activity. That makes for a total impact of $306.8 billion. The calculation based on an estimate that every dollar of ag exports in 2016 stimulated another dollar and 28 cents in business activity. Economists also estimate the number of jobs that depend on farm exports. Every $1 billion of exports requires approximately 8,100 American jobs, which means that farm exports support nearly 1.1 million full-time jobs nationwide, that according to The Economist. USDA taps familiar face for rural development. Gil Gonzalez, who served as USDA's Deputy Undersecretary for Rural Development during George W. Bush's first term, is back at the department. And Hazlitt, the assistant to the Secretary for Rural Development, named Gonzalez as Staff Director for the Mission Area. Gonzalez, who has 30 years of experience in economic development, also coordinated disaster response, recovery, and long-term rebuilding efforts from Hurricanes Katrina and Rita in 2005. Clovis talking to Conservation Group. Sam Clovis, a former Trump campaign advisor and erstwhile nominee for Undersecretary at USDA, scheduled to be a keynote speaker at the upcoming meeting of the National Association of Conservation Districts in Nashville. Clovis continues to serve as an advisor at USDA. New Mexico Democrats sound alarm on SNAP. At least one Democrat on the House Agriculture Committee is going to be a tough vote to get for a new farm bill if that measure toughens work requirements for food stamp members. Representative Michelle Lujan Grisman has joined her state's senators and fellow Representative Ben Ray Lujan in appealing to President Trump to reject barriers to participation in the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program. New Mexico has one of the highest rates of food insecurity in the nation. Lujan Grisman is a member of the House Ag Committee. It's expected to start debating a new farm bill either in February or March. Chamber suggests gas tax increase. U.S. Chamber of Commerce says a 25-cent fuel tax increase is needed to help pay for a national infrastructure package, which is supposed to be a priority for the White House and Congress this year. A four-part plan outlined by Chamber President Tom Donahue yesterday also calls for streamlining the federal, state, and local permitting process, something the Trump administration has taken some administrative steps to do. A gas tax increase isn't a new position for the chamber, and there is no sign that it could get traction in Congress. Here's today's He Said It. A gas tax increase is the simplest, fairest, and most effective way to raise the money we need for roads, bridges, and transit. Our leaders need to stop hiding behind the fallacy that this can't be done and just do it. That Tom Donahue, President of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. 
Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, January 19th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley. 